Are weighted blankets keeping you down? And what do you see in this card? Let's, Let's learn a thing or two. All right. Hey, welcome back, Thomas. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Matt, yeah, we're here today. It's a rainy day outside. It's a very rainy day, and you were just saying it's the perfect day for a podcast, and I couldn't agree more. I love a good rainy day podcast. I was um I was doing a lot today and I was walking around a lot, had to go places, do things, and I was listening to a podcast like the whole way around. And I want to kind of talk about something that I've always wanted and it kind of like this is how I'd want to end my day with this object. Oh, a thing. A and thing that's good. It's a thing that's good, but it kind of is playing to our own psyches. Um, I want to talk about the warm, cuddly feeling of a weighted blanket. Oh, my dad just got one for Christmas. I don't understand it, how how they s- distribute the weight. So are you going to explain it? Because yeah, that's so something we should know. The weighted blanket, I mean, it is exactly how it sounds. It's a blanket that is filled with beads or chains that are like sewn in, in an evenly distributed length. Yeah. Do and you have one? No, I don't. But, but you want one. I do want one. And there's a lot of, like, therapists swear by them. It's the idea of a weighted blanket. Uh, it helps lower anxiety. It feels like a hug. It is. You know, I was just saying to someone, hugs, like, inc- give a 30 or 40% increase in, like, happiness. Yeah. Throughout a person's day if you give them, like, one hug. That's that's a big jump right there. So maybe this blanket can do it while you sleep. A lot of yeah, a lot of people use it to help sleep. Um, they they kind of range to like thirty pounds, mm-hmm. and the logic thirty pounds is kind of like on the heavier end. It's like a little less probably, but um, the logic is that it should be around ten percent of your body weight. But this is all like man-made speculation, like. People have been doing studies on these because they're showing up in the popular culture and people want to know more. And they did a test with people having their wisdom teeth removed. And mm. one group halfway through was given a weighted blanket and the other half wasn't. And the people who, gave, who got the weighted blanket seemed to be more calm and less of a fight or flight mechanics were going on. So not that it reduced the pain, but it made things more bearable and they could kind of coat and heal. It's the idea of it reduces anxiety. It's like yeah. being in a warm it I mean, a hug is a perfect example. It's being surrounded by a warm object that keeps you close. That's not your like force. Like yeah. it's putting energy into you. I, I truly believe energy is like a, a thing, a very much a thing that can be transferred, you know, whether that's emotion energy or, you know, physical energy when you push it into someone like you you know when you slingshot someone on a bike or a skateboard or whatever that's like literal energy transfer but like emotional energy it's a real thing and i think when you stretch your arms and squeeze someone you're squeezing energy it doesn't just stop it has to keep going newton's laws right yeah it goes into the other person so that's essentially what this blanket is doing it it's using the the weight of gravity you know yeah i mean you can think of it as almost not sensory deprivation but like it it's holding you close it's mm-hmm. it's keeping you in and i mean people humans love to be wrapped up 
in blankets and warm and cozy. Yeah. And these blankets, though, they're really sold as relaxation aids and anti-anxiety tools, but they're not cheap. No, no, they're not. And I know they make them for dogs, too. I can imagine dogs like, would also feel the benefits. Have you heard the, like, thunder blankets for dogs yeah. who are scared of thunder? If you put a weighted blanket, it really does help dogs. I mean, in most cases, some dogs not, but that's yeah, an interesting thing. Keep going. Uh, expenses. Yeah. So I, I'm curious. They're typically between, like, 150 to $300 for <laughs> but a no, But for no a less. I'm, I'm yeah. sure because people – It's not that it's a trend or a fad right now because they've always been a thing, right? Yeah. But I've heard about them – more recently you know like in the media and with friends but these blanket companies like the one uh i see here gravity blanket they um they say that they're able to treat like ailments like uh insomnia obsessive compulsion ocd yeah um anxiety i mean but those are bold claims because as i was doing research there's a problem with trying to do studies on this now matt you know the scientific method, right? Yeah. You take inquiry and hypothesis and all those good steps. But you need a base point. Yeah, like, you need your, your control, right? It's really hard to create a control for a weighted blanket when there's a weighted blanket is a weighted blanket. There's no placebo of, oh, this is a weighted blanket. It's an like, object. Like a blanket has a weight no matter what. Yeah, you can't give two, like... they can, Well... I guess for control, they could have a person sleep without a blanket, but that's like, are you crazy at that point? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the idea of a weighted blanket. Like if they're testing medication, they could have, I could give you a piece of candy or I can give you a drug to heal the mumps. Mm-hmm. Topical, because mumps. mumps are all over campus apparently. Watch out. But like with a blanket, it's like, well, I can give you a a weighted blanket and I can't give you a not weighted blanket because then you know it's not weighted it's it's really hard to study the actual effects of this oh because people are aware people are aware of what yeah. it is so, so you it can't could, it could mentally adjust the results yeah. kind of yeah so there's almost the idea that these weighted blankets play into a placebo effect mm-hmm. but in kind of in a brief conclusion I I'd love to have one because I love being layered in blankets on blankets on blankets. And like, I, it's weird. It's like kind of the, the thought of being like kind of squished with warmth is it's cozy. Yeah. It makes you feel relaxed and like kind of at ease. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know my blanket setup. I have a really nice like quilt kind of with like silk edges. So it doesn't itch you. And then I have a, like a thick fleece blanket. And between the both of them, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. If it's warmer than that, I just go to the quilt. I'm pretty good. You know why? I don't need a lot of blankets, a lot of weight. I sleep on my stomach, like, face down. And, like, in my opinion, this is... Okay, we're getting into the psychological kind of component of this. I always thought growing up, watching, like, cowboy and Indian movies, it must hurt so much more to get shot by a bow and arrow without a shirt if you're, like, an Indian riding on a horse opposed to wearing a shirt oh it probably doesn't hurt as much that's ridiculous getting shot by an arrow hurts the same no matter what right but having that kind of layer in between like that shirt makes you feel better 
I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's mental. No, I, I don't completely know if it's, understand. I've never been shot by an arrow. Do you get? Do you understand that? Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I mean, like it still kind of plays into my mindset now. I, I'm not a fan of needles. I know the stuff that's in needles. They're pretty good. Yeah. Right? Immunization vaccines. It's all great. But like, Moms. who doesn't like? No one likes being poked by a needle. But like, I had such a profound fear of them that when I sleep, I never leave my shoulders exposed because I thought. If that someone could come in and get, get you get me in the night, but in reality, as that I, wouldn't hold it back at all. Yeah, as I grow up, I realize those hypodermic needles are meant for going through your skin. They can they can they get, can get through a sheet or a shirt. Yeah, they can get through anything, no matter what. But yeah. it's just a like concept of yeah. being wrapped up in same idea, bone arrow needles. Yeah, it's a psychological thing. Not that it actually affects, but it makes you feel better, and feeling better is being better in that you know mental yeah perception and that bounces back on the idea of these weighted blankets are they actually like really therapeutic or is it more like it helps aid your mind create this better feeling? and i think that mental component is the therapeutic part you know absolutely you know my my dad loves sleeping with blankets he puts like 40 blankets on him and and his feet too if it's not on his body it's on his feet he's like hey put that blanket on i'm like okay and i'm like how much does this weigh it probably weighs like he probably has 50 pounds of blankets on him you know he uses thick blankets and then we we got him that weighted blanket or my aunt did for christmas and he loves it you know it feels good it's not just about the warmth it's like i'm secure i'm locked in yeah that's that's how i'd think if i had one yeah i kind of want to i feel like it's definitely a gift i feel like it's definitely a an investment to do like that gravity blanket great name for a company yeah, by great the way name. but i think because people are more aware of them and and people are more aware of healthy mental habits like getting regular deep sleep you know that's a really important thing people are realizing because who gets regular sleep i went to bed at two last night thomas it you know that's super unhealthy i need to keep my routine regular and normally i'm pretty good at it but people are realizing that so maybe they're going to start making more budget friendly weighted blankets amazon basics you know the the line they have yeah maybe will you, there be a let's i'm gonna search that now while you yeah while you well i have a little bit more uh just to round this out while you look that up um research on weighted blankets kind of they've it's it's been hard let's just put it at that there's been studies um going all the way back to like 2008 when they really studied this but people like therapists they really go with them and what's wild is it's really helpful for children with autism uh those i've heard that yeah those prone to like sleeping problems uh the weighted blankets help them sleep and i mean in reality it is a weighted object like it weighs you down it resists you from moving you kind of it's have like to when someone has a panic attack and people will hold you down and then they'll slowly calm down that's not always the case but it's like a t- it's like a thing yeah you know holding not necessarily sedating someone but just restraining them well it's like when you get it's um it's like a trauma blanket after an accident or something Mm-hmm. It's the same effect, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's right. After like natural design, they'll hang, hand out those blankets. You see him standing outside of the back of an ambulance, you know, with a blanket. That's like a classic image I get. Those are the same idea. Yeah. Did you find one on Amazon? Yeah, they're they're all around. You know, there's some pretty cheap, like sixty dollars, fifty dollars. They don't look super quality. They don't look big. They're only fifteen pounds. 
of weight, which is not a lot, I'm assuming, because some of them are 20 pounds and up. It says 15 pounds for kids normally. Yeah, speaking of kids, um, an issue, though, is these are these blankets are very much for adults. Yeah. You could – a kid – and a child could easily be suffocated under the weight if they don't have the strength to lift this off. A young yeah, especially child. while you're sleeping and it could shift. I don't see an Amazon basic brand. I'm sure there's not one, but maybe one day there will be. Yeah. But it's definitely a curious thing. It's really interesting. There's a lot of them. Normally $80 is like a pretty low price. But, but think, that's a... That I mean, seller is $130. $130 for the best seller on Amazon. Yeah. Like, that's definitely it's unique. It's an item that you hope lasts you a long time, like a family quilt. But yeah, it's an investment for a blanket. Blankets, you know. Yeah. I don't know how much you're dropping on blankets, but. You don't buy a blanket every week. No, not at all. It's like one in the last few many years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at my like bed setup, my sheets and stuff. You know, I've had them for years now. Yeah, it's. I love having sheets broken in. You know, not like they're, they're, they're for you. They're for your bed. Yeah, yeah. They like fit my bed, and like I have washed them so many times that they're silky soft, and I just sleep so well in them. You know. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So Matt, weighted blankets. They're here. They're now. They help our minds. But I hear you all. Ha- you also have something to talk about involving kind of the psyche, the the mind, how we perceive things. So, are we ready to move on? Yeah. The Rorschach test. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. Kind of the ink blots. Now, ink blots are that's their own thing. You know, it it originally wasn't meant for a psychological evaluation. It was kind of like a, a little artistic thing. You can make cool kind of symmetrical designs. Have you ever done that? Maybe yeah, in like you, elementary school. You do it all on one side and then you fold it, Just right? Just fold it in half and you get these really cool shapes. Um, and I'm going to show you some in a minute. And I want you to tell me what you think. I'm going to evaluate you. Okay. But I'm not qualified to evaluate you. But I'm just we're just going to talk about what we think here. Maybe we can throw something up in the video or something so you can see. So the Rorschach test is a psychological test in which subjects' perceptions of ink blots are recorded and then analyzed using psychological interpretation, complex algorithms, or both. Some psychologists use this test to examine a person's personality characteristics and emotional functioning. So science aside, the 10 blots in the Rorschach test, there are 10 blots, are probably the most analyzed paintings of the 20th century. I can imagine. Isn't that a funny thought? You know, people stare at art all day long, but really, the art that has been stared at the most is the Rorschach test. Well, because it's not just art. It's an art that's supposed to give you a reaction. A, a reaction. Yeah. And everybody's reaction is different. For the most part, they're different, but they do fall under categories, okay. which we'll get into. Well, let's let's see. What Do you have them for me? What do you got? Well, I'll break it down in a minute, but first I wanted to say, I just Googled something. I told you I was looking into something. I wanted to know if they really do still use it today, and people are like, yes, they do use it, but it's very uncommon, kind of like it ended mid-20th century for like the popularity of it. Um, but a pop culture kind of shout-out here to the Rorschach test is in Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but that His takes... name is Rorschach, and his face poses those those blots. It's and, pretty trippy. Yeah, and... But that also takes place around that period of time. 
But you also have to remember, uh, around that period of time was also the time of lobotomies mm-hmm. and like just learning about mental illnesses. Some crazy new procedures when they were just getting into it, you know? So the Rorschach test, thinking of the time that was used, makes sense. So it was created in 1917 in Switzerland by Mr. Rorschach himself, um, Herman Rorschach. That's a cool name. Uh, he began carefully splattering paint on cards to study how the mind works. So he just wanted to see, like, how do people react? It's kind of like a like an art therapy in a sense. Yeah. I mean, you're not inhibiting a therapeutic thing, like the blanket's a therapeutic thing, but you're just seeing how they respond to it. It's more of a therapeutic analysis. Yep. So he began by asking people what they saw. He, is, he observed a correlation in responses from patients with schizophrenia and theorized that mental health could be assessed by how some process visual information. So, you know, you take enough people, take enough ink blots, show them all the same things in the same order, see how they react, write it all down. You see some trends. Yeah. So people, excuse me. <coughs> people would perceive the the ink blots in similar ways, but you know, a group of like ten people might perceive it this way, and then you realize, like, wait a minute, all ten of those people have had traumatic childhood experiences, and they're like, wow, that's that's what we observe from this. So now with modern science, you can correlate it to advanced algorithms. So there's a couple different ways they break it down. They use kind of a computer program. And I don't know if you saw on my my Instagram story the other day, I took an online one that was, I thought it was serious, but some of the responses were really specific and crazy. So I don't know how viable it was. It was like RorschachTest.org or something. So you well, can go. Well, it's .org, so. Yeah. Has some value maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> you can go to it and check it out and just see, go through the images, all of them. I'm going to show you some today. But. It's really interesting because there is an algorithm on that site. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the actual one they use, but it, it tells you things like it's almost like a horoscope type of thing where like many times your horoscope is like, oh, that's exactly my life. But other times you're like, but this is complete fluff. Like, yeah, it's pretty broad and it could apply to anyone. That's kind of what this fell into. So the Rorschach test in modern times is kind of like, is it really like a viable test? Like, should we use it? So it's kind of split among the scientific community. So Rorschach's original 10 images were published in 1921, the year before his death. Um, After being brought to Chicago, they spread quickly across the United States as a popular personality test. In the second half of the century, trends like the Freudian analysis fell out of favor and the test became a synonym for pseudoscience. And pseudoscience is a collection or beliefs of practices mistakenly regarded as being based on scientific methods. So here we are, scientific method again. Pseudoscience, you know, psychology, pseudoscience, it's kind of that fine line between them. So that's why it's debated. And I, asking myself, I don't know how I feel about the Rorschach test. I've never been evaluated on by a psychologist, but I know growing up seeing pop culture, like you see like them hold up cards and you're like, how do you feel? Or like, what do you see with this? And then someone gives like ridiculous answers and it's funny, you know? But that was like a very much real thing. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's still, it's still a very subjective thing because it's not pseudoscience versus science you think science numbers math like you have this many neurons in your head which makes you feel it's a direct this way. relation yeah but with the idea of here's this image how does it make you feel everyone's there's gonna no, be slightly different yeah there's no quantitative data mm-hmm. coming out of that you're so. trying to pull quantitative data out of something that's non-quantitative at the start exactly yeah and that's the pseudoscience or science for therapy so the Rorschach cards in the order which they're presented has never changed. There's 10 cards. Um, I'm going to break it down here 
Here is the first card, Thomas. What what do you see at at first glance? I see a uh, saw an alien actually with four eyes. An alien with four eyes? Yeah. Yeah, and see, okay, I can automatically think I think of something sci-fi too because I'm I'm a sci-fi aficionado, you know? Well, like, like I see something from a game that I feel like I've recognized. Yeah, and would you say that to a therapist? Kind of like, maybe I mean like if, if you're trying to take it seriously no, this is the first card presented and many say that this is the most question card and often people struggle to tackle the first card because they don't know how to proceed so that automatically affects the rest of the cards like this this one's affected greatly because you're like okay this is the first card I've seen I don't know how to handle this do I give a silly answer do I give a serious answer well I originally when I saw it I thought I immediately thought uh, the video game Alien that I thought of, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh well, that's that's very game like. What it, it kind of looks like a goat. Maybe I'll say that because a goat that's or more something. T- that's more tame. Yeah. See, you're questioning your own response. So that itself is a reason why people are like, well, is the Rorschach test really a quality test to use to evaluate people if they kind of teeter? Like that's a pretty big teeter. Alien to like a goat, you know, pretty big. So normally with the trends. People have thought that this is a bat, butterfly, or moth. So I'll show you again here. Um, the do, one, you, do you see a bat, butterfly, or moth in there? see a moth. I see a moth more than anything. I don't see, like, a bat because there's, like, I understand the I edgy wings. I kind of see wings. an insect. It's like an insect, yeah. But I don't see a butterfly. No, it's it's too edgy and too too dark looking. Yeah. Also, another part of it which, which confuses me is um why some are black and some are actually colored so i'm gonna move on to the next one here let me zoom out here i think i'm in um there we go what do you see in this one right here it's a pretty beautiful little image right there isn't it i kind of see oh i don't know i i kind of saw a deer at one point that's what i see that's what yeah. i see and no one has told me that i'm you're the only person that's told me they they also see like a okay deer. yeah because i kind of see a deer like a that. deer emerging from the forest or like an elk yeah it's it's a majestic thing wait so no one else no one else really sees that you know what you know what the um the typical perception is oh let me break it down here human people see a figure like a human Let's look at it again. Do you see a human in there at all? Even, like, is that a face right there? Is that one face looking that way? I, I don't understand. I, I don't see a human. So what does that say about us? I don't know. Has modern culture kind of shifted our perception, you think? Maybe. I that's, that's the question, you know? So in my opinion, I don't think it's very relevant to use in modern times. No. And especially because I've seen images like this before, and I've seen people give responses, and that affects my responses well that's also don't want to go too far on a tangent this could go into like dream reading like your dreams having meanings different meanings Mm -hmm. you're like rorschach like analysis might have different meanings like Mm -hmm. i feel like those are in the same vein of pseudoscience yeah yeah but pseudoscience it is yeah it's kind of that fine line between like quantitative what's happening numbers it's the in-between you know, we're still we're still trying to figure it out. Um, just a, as a last note, the um, let's see, what is it? The fifth card, one, two, three, four, f- one, two, three, four, five. The sixth card is often seen as like a very sexual card. Okay. And s- sexual imagery is really common with everything, and that kind of relates to kind of the the developmental ideas of Freud and stuff with like kind of like a sexual 
you know attachment to other people in your life even like through your parents or whatever there's like this weird thing yeah so people often see like kind of like phallic images in these designs which i think is kind of funny but also what does that say about you like it doesn't mean you're immature it's like that's That's just what what we know and it's the human form and like stuff like that so that's really interesting that that sex plays a big part in it so you know I'll, i'll ask you to do yourself a favor and like to the viewers check out the the cards don't don't go to that dot org site that's but that's a bad one look but at all look at all the cards, cards yeah. in order go to wikipedia they have a breakdown of of what each one means and there have been multiple different um studies on the cards where they take different pools of people and they categorize them and they give percentages of how many people see what yeah see what don't, you fall into don't look at like what they think it is like look really, at the card first yeah yeah what is the sixth card the sixth card um i'll try to zoom in here it's that one right there it doesn't really strike me as like i can kind of see where they're coming at but i think this one for me there's okay that one do you see what does that shape look like dolphin i see like a bear like stretched bear and people people say they see an animal not cat or dog four-legged animal or four-legged animal it's mostly four-legged animal maybe it's far away for me take a look closer I wanted to get all ten, but that would take a while to break yeah, them down. Yeah, well, really to do funny. That. But I did. I gave you the first one and the ninth one, and the ninth one is really majestic to me. So maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go home. Maybe I'll put some ink on a page and fold it in half and see what happens, Thomas. The Berg test. The Berg test. Yes. So that's. I hope I taught you something about the Rorschach test. It's kind of like a pop culture, not a joke, but it's kind of like a. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. And it's a funny thing that we've all seen, but we don't really break it down. I didn't even know what it was called. I was just like ink blot cards like you know those things i was yeah. in my child development class i was like well what what the I heck are those? is that there's only 10 mm-hmm. i thought there was hundreds no and i th- well there are others but the rorschach 10 only 10 okay you know people have made others to evaluate people and test it on their own terms but no the original rorschach made in 1917 10 cards the more you know yeah the more you know they're you know like i said the most viewed piece of art in uh modern times i can imagine really bizarre yeah funky yeah well that's not a fact that's just a a statement so yeah i i maybe someone's looked at starry night more than anyone else but i don't know who who knows yeah i'm sure it's a google search away but who knows (coughs) so i think that's it though for this week of two top a little psychology break it down really think deep pseudoscience yeah therapeutic benefits is that blank gonna help with the anxiety it'd and be it, perfect for the rainy day today and if it, you. if your anxiety is too much you go to a therapist and maybe they hit you with a rorschach test yeah maybe someday someone will go to a therapist or psychologist and you'll get hit with them you're gonna be like oh, i already know these <laughs> yeah you're gonna be like oh that's a tree and they're gonna say oh you think that's a tree well i'm gonna prescribe a therapy blanket for you nice weighted blanket based on your answers better but who than, knows better than medicine who knows but <laughs> That's what we have this week for Two Top, and we'll see you guys next time for another Two Topics. See ya. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Rosevere. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com. For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.